Okay. I lied. I lied right to your face in the title. It's a clip show. But before you get upset with me, let's remember who is really at fault here. The airline that lost Will's pants. Tell them how much you want a brand new episode of Tofop. I am sure they will understand. Sorry about lying to you. I know I am still sort of new here and lying is not the best way to build our relationship. I promise I will not do it again. Until next time. The following episode of Tofop is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOFOB advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. <laughs> Everyone relax, this is Tofop, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Um, we've had microphone issues again, can you believe it? I know, but I fixed it by um, unplugging it and blowing in the end of it. <laughs> and then you touched it. Yeah. So we are, we're qualified techs, one, two, one, two. But the problem is now, because there was a hum, I could hear a hum when we were doing our little test. And so now I don't know if like I can hear a hum or if I'm imagining it. It's sort of like when you get have a mosquito in your room at night. Yeah, you might have tinnitus. You just might have a hum in your ears. Oh my God. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine if the quality of this to- this podcast has actually been awesome the whole time. And everyone at home's like, why are you to- always talking about this hum? And it's just in your ears. <laughs> would it even be funnier if it's a very specific form of tinnitus where I only have it when I put on headphones? <laughs> well, yeah, because it traps the sound in your head. That could work. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the headphones. It's like, no, no, no. You only get tinnitus when you wear headphones. Yeah. Maybe it's the headphones. <laughs> Maybe the microphones aren't the problem. Man, the other night, speaking of our technical ineptness mm. ineptitude yeah nice one <laughs> someone's got a word a day toilet paper oh, oh my god can you get word a day, can you get word a day toilet paper yeah what so you just there i'm gonna i'm gonna learn some words today yeah and then wipe my ass on those words <laughs> take that word take that new knowledge what's a word for imagine un- that what's another word for uncouth imagine if you got used to every time you learned something new you then had to wipe your ass to it like it became a Pavlovian response. Yeah. So right. like you know you've been learning your word a day, like because you're going overseas, like you know so you, like you've got a word a day like in a different language toilet paper. Actually, that's a good idea. That's actually we a good sell idea. That. Yeah. You're going overseas. Copyright tofu. Yeah. And then you um, I came up with another idea that I gave this this journalist the other day because I was just saying I came up with this idea the other day, but I can't be asked doing it. And I don't know how to do it. Which is when you move to a new country, there should be an app which is everything you need to know about moving to a new country. Because you know when you move to a new country, you're like, ah. Oh. Like, it, well, I was in America for ages and didn't know you were meant to sign the back of your check. Like, it, when you like when you give it... I didn't know that. Yeah, so what, you're meant to sign your checks. But aren't you signing the check anyway? No, as in, oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, no, you when you're, the bottom of the Yeah, check. but when you're cashing a check or when you're putting a check... Oh, in, when you, you get, to, when you receive a check, yeah, you, you sign the back. you have to sign the back of it. Is that only in America? Well, I don't know. I've never signed a check. <laughs> I'm here. an unemployed actor. I've never received <laughs> you a check. a check. I imagine Tiger Woods with his giant novelty check going into the bank, <laughs> signing it Tiger. That's not your real name. Has to get Mr. Squiggle to sign it. Needs a yep. pen big enough. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be tough up without an obscure Australian reference Mr. in the first Squiggle, two minutes. The man from the moon. He was a, a, he was a, like, what was he? 
He was from the moon, Andy, Mr. Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Are you, no, was, was he like, no, he was more like... He was from the moon. He was more he, like he Transformers, arrived, Dark Side of the Moon. He arrived, <laughs> he, he arrived here in a rocket ship. That, that much we know. Yeah. The rest is classified. Here's a rocket ship. <laughs> Area 51, Mr. Squiggle arrived in a rocket ship. And he'd spent a lot of time on the moon learning how to draw with his pencil nose. Yeah. I mean, that's a weird condition. Like, if you had to pick one part of your body... like your a ne- pencil? Yeah. Besides your penis, obviously. Let's well, not go. Let's not be obvious. Would that be good if it was if you had a penis pencil anyway? Wouldn't it? That wouldn't. But would it? Would, it wouldn't only be good if right you met, have an erection. It wouldn't be good if you met a woman who had a uh, sharpener vagina. I've met that girl. <laughs> Every time you, she's like, imagine. Okay, okay. Here's, here's the scenario. Okay. Uh, you wake up one day mm-hmm. and you have the biggest penis in the world, but it's a pencil. <laughs> then you meet the hottest woman in the world, but her vagina is. A, sh- a, sharpener. a sharpener, right. So every time you have sex with her, your penis gets smaller and smaller. How many times did you have sex, have yep. sex with her? Well, would is you keep having sex with her? Is it painful? Is it like a circumcision every time? No, no, no. No, it's it like it's it's like a That's pencil. a great way to have an adult circumcision. You know how sometimes people, adults, have circumcisions. Like rather than go through the whole, you know, getting the doctor around, just, just stick sharpener. a sharpener up your girlfriend's vagina. <laughs> Honey, I've got an idea. Just, just, just hear me out. Where are you going? Come back. <laughs> Can you lay back? I've got something new I want to try. Yes, you want. I've been to Office Works for some sex toys. <laughs> uh, okay, so Mr. Squiggle was a man from the moon, and he had a giant pencil nose, and yeah. he would come down to Earth, and Miss Jane looked after him originally, yeah. and he had his rocket ship, and he would do drawings. But, like, so there would be squiggles on the page, yeah. and then... Oh, so, yeah, so you're explaining for our... Because uh, I was going to say, I know Will. I used to watch it, but you're explaining yep. for our overseas listeners. Yes, right? exactly. Mr. Squiggle. Uh, they're, they're intrigued now. They're like, who is this man from the moon with the pencil nose? Where did he come from? He was our prime minister yeah. in 1955. What 19- was his nefarious plan for Earth? <laughs> he disappeared swimming off the coast of Portsea. Yeah. No, he just came down to Australia and uh, hung out with this girl <clears> called Miss Jane. Uh, who kept uh, pulling his leg when he wanted to go off into space because she would grab his leg. Oh, that's right, because yeah. he would he'd he'd start like, to Jane, away. Miss Jane, you're pulling my leg. Yeah, that's right. Right. So he was uh, he was a marionette puppet. Yeah. That was that was how he appeared on TV. Yeah. And so he was... <laughs> how he appeared, like he looked, appeared like Brad Pitt when he's off TV. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of Australia's... It was actually Russell Crowe's first role. <laughs> Amazing character actor. Um, so Mr. Squiggle was the man from the moon and he would come down and there'd be squiggles on a piece of paper and he would turn those squiggles into an amazing picture. Yeah, that's his skill. Yeah, it was like an original... Yeah, so it was like a draw something or something like that. Yeah. And then, but on the blackboard that talked... Yeah. Uh, a very impatient blackboard too. Yeah. Because his thing was always... Hurry up. Hurry up. Yeah. Huh, double huh. Yeah. Yeah, so blackboard was grumpy. It was like he was a stoner. You know, have you ever lived with like a... I mean, I know you smoke pot, but like a full-on bong in the morning stoner? I have, yeah. And if they don't have that bong in the morning they're just like the the black mr blackboard the blackboard whatever his name was blackboard esquire (laughs) i don't know blackboard i think it was just blackboard he had one name like blackboard it wasn't blackboard it was was like like jay-z black i could have picked any celebrity with a one name right you've just got a bit racist now you've got a bit wayne brady heckle in perth did you read that story (laughs) do you know who wayne brady is from uh his line yeah he's a, a comic improviser uh, and uh, so he was doing questions at the end of his show in Perth, and one of the questions were, uh, "Was are you black enough? And how black are you?" They, they were two questions he got: "Are you black enough?" and "How black are you?" I think that's an interesting philosophical question. No, oh, you think he was being heckled by philosophers in Perth? <laughs> yeah, there's two old Greek guys in towels. 
they were written on uh, pieces of paper, so it could have been Mr. Squiggle just fucking around up the back. If I asked you, how white are you? Are you white enough? What are your answers? I, I'd be fine, but, but being white has never been something that has been prejudiced. No, but against. I just want to know how you would answer it. I, I am the whitest man alive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty white. I'm like very like you know. You're white. not a sunbaker. No, no. Well, no, I definitely don't. I, like I don't go dark. Like I I have really pale skin. Like even when I go out in the sun, I have really pale skin. But yeah, but also I'm just a white guy. Like I'm white bread. You know. So what happened with Brady? Okay, so uh, yeah, so he, he got these heckles, and then it became a bit of a story. It was just a bit of a controversy. Do you know what he said in return? Yeah, he he said, uh, "Fuck you, whitey." <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's an amazing improviser. Yeah, he must have. <laughs> he said nothing. He was like, I got Imagine nothing for this. That. He said, yes, and, because that's a classic improvisational technique. Yeah, that's right. And then he said, I'm the teapot. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mr. Squiggle, man and from it, the moon. He's the teapot and he's calling the other guy black. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the pot called the teapot Oh, black. no, that's right. It was, the, it was the kettle. Pot and the kettle, whatever. The pot's calling everyone black. <laughs> The pot is so racist. He's so he's racist. Like, you're black, and you're black, and you're black. Maybe he's just colorblind. Yeah, that's the pot asking the kettle if, if it's black enough. Oh man, that 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 is actually that that would be a film. You could do it like a, a film about sort of the pot and the kettle and what went wrong with it. I'm sure they're rebooting it with Christian Stewart and Chris Hemsworth as we speak. I mean, that would be that's what Hollywood will get to. That is what. What else can we reboot? Um, pot calling the kettle black oh that's good we've got the pot we've got the kettle yeah, we've got the race motivations they start they we'll start. get Spike Lee to direct it they've stopped adapting comic books now they're just yeah. adapting phrases yeah <laughs> I mean Battleship I mean that was a pitch yeah. so they could just like adapt the pot calling the kettle black what phrase would you like to see them adapt into a movie um, oh my favourite is uh, he spent it before he had it <laughs> That's a that's a that's that a, could that's be a like a, a whimsical yeah. Woody Allen esque, yeah. you know, about a guy. A guy wins the lottery. Yeah. Uh, but before the check clears, he starts, you know, spending, spending all, all the, the money. money. Yeah. Then he realizes that he's lost the lottery ticket. Yeah. Uh, hilarity ensues. Call us Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think mine would be uh, oh uh, that that really gets my goat is one of my favorite expressions. I really I love when that sounds says, like that a really hilarious that sounds like a hilarious sort of um, cross culture hit like. Uh, my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, that yeah. really gets my goat. It's about uh, a farmer in Greece, yeah. and uh, he's he's running this rundown farm, and someone steals his goat, and he has to go find the goat, and he's always asking, "Someone got my goat? Yeah. Who's that got my goat?" Doesn't quite work. Yeah, no, that's all right. That really got my goat. That's all right. You can do that. <laughs> and then at the end, he eats it. <laughs> the but end. Go to our website. Mm. Actually, go to our Facebook page. Yeah. And tell us what phrases should be turned into films and what the plot synopsis would be. Yeah. Or even just, you know what? We could do an episode. If you give us a series okay. of phrases, I'm happy for us to do a whole episode where we work out That's a great idea. what those films will be. Yeah. Hit us up on uh, mail at tofop.com. Yep. Send us in your phrases that we have to uh, synopsize. I'll post about it on the Facebook page as well and we'll come up with a list. We'll do a special. Yeah. We'll do a special where we come up with the movies based on phrases. So Blackboard was his name. That yep. was his whole name. Uh, so blackboard and oh, and then the Mr. Squiggle pictures would always be upside down. That was the the big twist. To give you an end. example, the the one that I'm sure I saw more than once would be so he would just get given this piece of paper with a couple of lines on it, literally a squiggle, which he would then turn into a picture. And if you saw like which a, was great because his name was Mr. Squiggle, <laughs> it was very lucky. That's why he'd gone to that place. Yeah. He'd come to Earth to find squiggles. It's like a butler called Jeeves. <laughs> yeah. So his most one of the most common ones. Common common ones. Yeah. One of the most common ones would be um, 
you see like a straight line and there'd be like a circle at the end. He'd always draw a clown face wearing a clown hat, like a pointy clown hat. I reckon I saw that clown like three or four times. Like, come on, Squiggle. Oh, and then You're doing your old stuff. Yeah, he'd do clowns or uh, they'd be members of the Ku Klux Klan. Either way, <laughs> it'd just be pointy hats. Sometimes burning crosses. You're like, this is a bit edgy. How the fuck do you control, if you're the puppeteer, how do you control a pencil marionette puppet? Like, how do you press against the paper with a marionette puppet to start drawing? Well, I guess that was the real skill of the show. That's what people That's are intrigued amazing. by. I've never seen no it. No one cares about an actual guy from the moon coming down and doing squiggles. Like, we're like, well, we're fucking amazed. You're from the moon. Of course you can do art. Like, I mean, we're wrapped that you're here. You've got a rocket. You're from overseas. Yeah. We're Australians. We hate our own artists. We, we always respect people from overseas. Exactly. You've essentially managed to make it to Earth in a rocket. We applaud you. You know, we're not going to judge you on your pictures. But, um, you yeah, know, the fact that he was a puppet drawing upside-down pictures, that was that Yeah, was that's amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I defy you to go home, tie a texture to a piece of string, and try and draw on a piece of paper upside down. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> I won't even try it. That's how bad I know I'm going to be at it. I will not try it. How do we get to Mr. Squiggle? Um, um, okay, so word of day. I don't know oh. if that's how we got there, but I remember we were talking about that at some stage. Okay, well done. Um, you've got your word of day toilet paper, which you're learning. Oh, I came up with an idea that I gave to a journalist. Right? Okay, oh, yeah, right. Well done, Will Anderson. The app would be, if you were going to another country, it would tell you everything you need to know. So we said the word of day would be the toilet paper, and you could learn a new language on your word of day toilet paper. That's a good idea, right? Yeah. So... We do the word of day toilet paper, you learn the language, but the only problem is that you have a Pavlovian response that every time you use one of those words, uh, you wipe your ass on a piece of paper with the words written down. Previously on TOEFOP. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to go into a, um, like, you know, you go into a cafe and they'd say, um, uh, can you just fill in this form to use the internet? And you would fill it in, but then you would have to wipe, have to wipe it on your ass. ass. Yeah. That- well, every time, every time, well, what about, does it have to be actual words? Like every time you have to log in with a password somewhere? <laughs> Like you a new to, password? You just have to wipe your ass on your computer screen. <laughs> Swipe. Your iPad. Your iPad. <laughs> you just, you go into a, like an internet cafe and you're like, do you have a computer in a private room? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Like I think, have you ever been in a, like when the internet was born, have you ever been at an internet cafe when you're traveling or something and someone is looking up porn and they get they get fucked with pop-up windows or something? Have you ever seen that? They're looking up porn in an internet yeah, cafe. Yeah, like I backpacked quite a bit like in the late 90s. And so what, what, but, are you, what are you looking it up for in an internet cafe? You can't do anything about what you're putting it in your mind so that later you can use those images. Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, that. Well, you don't. Do you have to masturbate when you look at porn? I don't have to, but it seems a waste of time <laughs> looking up porn otherwise. Otherwise, why are you looking it up? I don't see porn. I see porn as purely a mechanical thing that you would use in order to like satisfy yourself sexually. I'm not sure I brow- why I, you would. I, I will browse, browse through porn, like you know, I'm just flicking through the sports section of the paper. Really? Occasionally stopping, having a look. Hey, what's what's doing porn this week? Yeah, totally. I don't always master this one guy. I just I remember this one dude in Thailand, of all places, where you know, like if you need to get off, like an internet cafe. Maybe yeah. it was his thing. Maybe that was his fetish. But it was, do you, do you remember the first time you ever clicked one of those pop-up windows and then like 60 fucking windows popped up with like vaginas? <laughs> Dave Hughes threw a computer out once. Really? Because he couldn't get all the pop-up windows to go away and he didn't want to ask anybody about it. That happened at, well... So he threw his computer in the cupboard. I did this. <laughs> I got hacked by porn spyware. Like this is 2003. Oh my God. Yeah. I've just moved in with Gemma, yeah. right? And... Uh, uh, so obviously you were looking up a lot of porn. <laughs> well, no, I... 
I was. It wasn't like a strictly a porn site, but it was a treading on the line. It was one of those, you know, you go to certain websites and you go, there's something evil here. Like you know, it's just they're showing like people getting hit by cars. They're showing porn side by side. One of those kind of websites. Yes. And after I left the website and I logged off, I logged back on and it had taken over my homepage, and I couldn't go any. Anytime I tried to navigate away, it always take me back to this page. And it was also like getting into my mail and all this, all this oh, kind yeah. of stuff. So I grabbed Gemma's Because there's nothing that porn likes more than to read other people's emails. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to say to Gemma, and I mean, you know, like there was no way I was going to, she's going to believe me, but I said, hey, my computer has been hacked by, you know, this virus. Can I borrow your laptop to find out how to fix it? And she was like, well, how did you get the virus? I'm like, I would... <sighs> email and she's like you opened you know you opened like a virus I'm like yeah and she's like everyone knows about viruses what website did you go to it's like no and she's like was it porn I was like no it was it was kind of like car accidents and porn side by side she yeah let, that makes it better yeah I know <laughs> she let me go yeah I start googling and I find out it's I just described I went to like a forum just a, yeah. a bulletin board and said um, this is the homepage this is what's happening and it was this thing called the spider virus okay. or maybe that's the name of that type of virus yeah. so it was really amazing like I would just I logged on this board became a member and I went to one of the forums and I was like hey uh, this has happened to my computer it's in a whatever brand of computer it was however old it was how do I fix it and this dude in America, like, so I went to bed, woke up the next morning, and this dude from America had posted, okay, stage one, you have to do this. So I'd follow those instructions, and I'd write back and tell him what had happened, go to bed that night, wake up. And so over the course of, like, a week and a half, this guy, like, p- post by post, actually uh, taught me how to, like, clean my computer and get it back to normal. And, like, he wasn't trying to fuck with me. Like, he was just out of the goodness of his heart. He would stay up most nights. And he probably just thought that he found another guy who liked masturbating in a car accident. <laughs> and he was like, if I help him solve this problem, I can invite him to my car accident porn group. But here's the thing. I would say it was the direct opposite of that. What I found on the internet, and, like, this is like a unicorn, is someone who wanted to be nice and helpful. Yeah. You know, and wanted nothing in return. Didn't ask to see my dick once. <laughs> You know what I mean? And you had it out the whole time, <laughs> ready. In case yeah. I was in a Nambler chat room, yeah. talking to a police officer. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was well. amazing. I just felt so grateful to this guy. At the end, is like, you know, <laughs> if there's anything I can do to yeah. repay you. No, I was like totally just like, how nice is that? Like, and that could never have happened before the internet. Granted, I probably wouldn't have got a virus in my computer either. Yeah. But it was so fucking cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, that is, is shitty though for you because the one time you weren't actually looking at porn, you got the virus and no one will ever believe yeah, that you weren't right. really like there's people even listening to this story right now. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Ever mate, car accidents. Totally. It was, it was, you were just watching porn. Why are you? And, and that's like that time. Which no I, matter, even if I win the Nobel prize. Yeah. They'll be like, I can't remember. I, I probably have talked about this on the podcast before, but it's like that. The one and only time Amy, uh, thinks she caught me having a crack and I was not like it's like I was just putting out something in my pants <laughs> I, yeah. I was beating my pants with a piece of salami because I saw a mouse <laughs> it was yeah but this is the thing it's not like I've never done that it's not like there could have been plenty of legitimate occasions where she would have yeah no, could have you're not denying into- that you do it no no I'm just saying the one time where she thinks I wasn't that time I was literally getting changed for a jog out in my office because my clothes happened to be out in the office. So she's caught me behind my computer 
like with my pants down and as I was just about to put on my like my running yeah. shorts and she's like ah and I'm like no I mean I think I already had that day so I'm like not even saying that there wasn't oh, a three man. hour window that she would have been right well you know for that one specific thing but you're exactly right because Gemma caught me in a, an identical situation and I was masturbating <laughs> But nothing, none of the signals, like, would have been any different yeah. because I was genuinely masturbating. My pants were genuinely around my ankles. No. And when she walked in, I was doubled over saying, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. So, it's, it's little... the only thing you can say about that situation is no, no, no. I wonder if there's any been any in the history of anyone being caught masturbating that somebody has not said no, no, no. <laughs> Even, like, someone who didn't talk. Yeah. Like, the the first words that were probably ever spoken when language was developed yeah. was a caveman having a crack and then Mrs. Caveman's come home from, like, <laughs> gathering. And, she's, and he's like, no, no, no! Oh, my God! I can talk! <laughs> who would win in a fight between Charlie and Will? Do you think you would... If we had to have a fight... Like who would you? Who would? If we win? had no choice but to fight. Yeah. Like I think you would back out of it, not because you're a coward, but you're a you don't believe in violence. I do not. That's true. You would try and negotiate, but if you had no choice, yeah. like to say they're going to hurt a family member or something like yeah. that. You've got me for size. I've got you for speed. Yeah. So uh, who would win? Okay. So say it's like the movie Warrior. Again, I know I've plugged that movie a lot on this podcast, but it's an awesome movie. Check it out. Probably available at your local blockbuster if you can still find one. <laughs> you know, you can download it illegally off the internet. I don't know. Just watch it. They've all been paid. So um, uh, it's, we're in the movie Warrior and we, we've in, both ended some tournament. We both have UFC. our own reasons why we really need to win this tournament. Okay. So we have to fight. Okay. And we both understand that we've both ended this tournament and the rules were that it eventually the two of us might have to... You know, fight each other. Who would win that fight? I don't know. I would. I wouldn't. I would put some money on myself. I think that I've got the necessary aggression. I don't mind violence. <laughs> um, but you're fighting too. You've got size, <laughs> and you're more athletic than me. Yeah. From the well, from your junior sports history, which may yeah. be fabricated for all I know. That's true. <laughs> could, it, could it just? It is, Mister Smith. How did you know my name? <laughs> 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 I'm the worst interrogator ever. Uh, um, I think, yeah, I think that uh, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I'm not sure I could say conclusively I would win, but I would back myself to beat you in a fight if I no. had to. And I would use your cockiness against you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most interesting part. Would be the press conference before our fight. Yeah, it would go on for about an hour and a half. There'd be a lot of talk about Batman and time travel. <laughs> Passing, like, passing a joint back and forth yeah. as, the, as the world's media is taking photographs. They're like, the guy's reporting on the press conference. He goes, it started quite aggressively as they talked about the fight. Then about 40 minutes in, they were both doing the Batman voice. <laughs> Meanwhile, I promoted this Don King type guy. is like, oh, they're going to throw fists like it's 1966. <laughs> and we're like, would the Green Lantern beat Aquaman in a push-up contest? <laughs> You're going to talk about the fight, boys. Talk yeah. about the fight. But is the push-up contest underwater or <laughs> on, on land? Because underwater, clearly Aquaman would be good in that situation. But like above ground, I would back probably the Green Land. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> okay, so 
You're at the press conference. Yeah. You take the first question from the media. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson. Yes, you. Uh, you and Charlie uh, have a long friendship. Uh, you've been associated through various projects. Uh, how do you feel about having to fight um, someone you know so well? Look, I feel good. I feel confident about it. I feel like I'd, I'd prefer to fight someone I know uh, than uh, somebody that I don't know. Um, look, you know, I'd rather tonight, if I am the loser, that a friend of mine be the winner, you know. In some ways, um, you know, we both win tonight, and I hope he keeps that in mind when I kick his ass. <laughs> I hope he keeps that in mind when he's in a coma and he has no teeth. You know, the threats don't quite hold as much water when your voice breaks <laughs> at the end of each word. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put your teeth down. <laughs> I'm gonna put my teeth. No, hang on. I'm gonna put someone's teeth down your throat. How long do we have to prepare for the fight? If we're going to fight each other, is it immediate? Like, do we have to fight now? Like, in the shape that we're in? Or, or do we get a certain amount of time to prepare? Like, is there, like, do we get six weeks or something to get ready what did, for what the did, fight? What did he have in the Karate Kid? I think it was a month. Okay. So we get a month. We get a month. Who, do you think that would affect it? Yeah. Like, who do you <laughs> it gives think... you plenty of time to pack your bags and leave <laughs> the country, you pussy. I need a passport. You're, you're applying for a US green card. <laughs> You wake me out a few few months, you'll be fucking gone. Can't I need to change my name? <laughs> I want to call myself John Smith. No, I think um, I think definitely if we had a month, it's definitely an advantage because you have more resources than me. Yeah, you could hire the, you could hire better trainers than me because essentially I have no money to spend on a, a fight trainer. So I'd be training. I'd be like Rocky. Yeah, I'd be out in the snow lifting logs. Old school workout. You'd be in the fucking gym with all the Russians and you're yeah. running laps around the you know a transparent uh, running track and and I'd have like biometrics and yeah, that's right and people involved and Bridget Nielsen would be there for some reason <laughs> staring at you. Yeah, no, that's I would too, yeah. and I would fucking bring all that shit in. You'd be able to buy like roids and shit like that. Yeah. I, okay. Well, if you were allowed to do whatever, like you know, you were allowed to take it's, steroids it's, if you it's, wanted. It's a hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, but you can take as many drugs as you want. Yeah. Okay. Oh, now I'm starting to look forward to this, uh, this fight. I would just take uh, like the the strongest sedative I could and just want to just let you fucking knock me out with the first punch. That way you save face. I get a good night's sleep. Um, Do you think it would affect our relationship if we had to fight? Yeah, even if it was under uh, forced circumstances. Which, whichever one of us won that fight, there'd always be that seed of doubt in your mind that next time we got into some kind of confrontation that you physically... Like, next time we're just... Like, oh, you know, so you're we're watching that... the football and you're saying Revolt is fucking... He's overrated. Yeah. But I beat you in the fight and I just lift my hand at you like that and I just see you sort of cower a bit. Oh, so, it'd be, so I'd essentially be like a battered wife out of the and, I'd, well, and I'd, a, I'd have a couple of Chardonnays <laughs> and then I'd be getting a bit lippy and then suddenly you'd like raise the hands and I'd... <laughs> I'm not saying just you. If you beat me, then it might be the same for me as well. So you're saying even if we were doing the podcast again, so like we've had the fight. Like, cause yeah, because we... it was four circumstances. Yeah. The, like, you know, we intend to still work together on yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. In fact, if anything, we were going to both spend the, you know, the prize money on the podcast. Yeah, right. Because get a good sense. Because what we realised, Charlie, after like years of doing this podcast and no one wanting to sponsor it and no one <laughs> wanting to pay for it and nobody wanting to buy our shit and no one wanting an app. 
<laughs> we realise that we're losing quite a lot of money doing this podcast, <laughs> and the only way that we can keep doing this podcast is to go in like a a, 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 a fight to fight, the death fight, competition. Yeah, I can't even think of what it's called. The yeah, underground fighting competition. Yeah, yeah, totally. So we have to go in one of those. Okay, and um, and so we're both essentially raising money for the same reason. Yeah, for the podcast. Yeah, for the podcast. So we're back in. It's first day back in after the fight. Yeah, and like you know, we're doing a podcast. Probably about the fight. We're probably talking about the fight. Doesn't matter who who won in this scenario. Well, I mean, you know, whatever you won. Okay, you can win in the fictional scenario. That's right, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, well, in the made up one. Like, I mean, I'm just giving you this one. Get your confidence. <laughs> we start. We start that. the mind games already. <laughs> I'll use that against you later. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I'll be like Kevin Sheedy. Yeah, I'll just be like I won't come out and outright say you're yeah. gonna lose, but I'll say like you know, look, I'm sure Will's gonna put up a good fight, but. Um, he has a history of non-violence. Yeah. I'm not saying anything, but it's just... Uh, he doesn't really throw punches that much. But, you know, I'm sure he's going to be great. And I'd be more... Like, I'd be building you up. I'd be like... To, like I am the, I'd be building you up. All right, yeah. Like, I'd be constantly just going, being like, you know what, I am the underdog, and like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not a violent guy. And Charlie, like, he's an athletic guy. He's younger than I am, you know? Like, he's, you know, he's a guy who's had to fight through all his life, and I think that's going to come in... Yeah, really handy on the weekend. I mean, look, he's the youngest of, you know, nine kids or something. And it's like, you know, that's, he, he's grown up having to fight his way up. I'm the eldest, you know, I've, I've lived an indoor life. My hands are soft and I, you know, look, I'm a vegetarian, you know, he, he eats a lot of meat. Like, you know, he's he probably had a protein shake or something. Like I, to be honest, last night I had a deep fried toasted cheese sandwich and I'm probably going to lose, and he's a champion bloke. And I, I, I you know, look, it'd be a pleasure to be pummeled by him. And I'll be doing a lot of that, building you up. But at the same time, and I'll at be the end taking of the press steroids. conference. Everyone's like, "Kill this fucking wanker!" Would you? But at the same time, as I'm saying that, I would have like a UV drip, like in my ankle, <laughs> that was putting like steroids into my body, so that the next day I would fuck you up, motherfucker. <laughs> I thought you were going to have the drip going into your leg. <laughs> To get the sympathy vote, so you're so pathetic that call the fight off. Well, maybe that's what I do. I come out on like a like I'm a hospital patient, and like everyone thinks that I'm like in this horrible state. But the truth is that I'm like fucking yeah. Right. So you're trying to lull steroids. you're trying to lull me into a false false I'm doing the rope dope. Okay. But before we get in the ring, okay. I'm roping your dope even before we get in the ring. Okay. But I beat you, and we come. Ooh, I beat you, and we come back to the podcast. Yeah. It's, we sit down, we do a little bullshit. We, how long after the fight is it? I don't know. Like, no, how long does I mean? A how, week. How, how much have you hurt me? <laughs> like that's not much. It was a it was a technical knockout. So I didn't, I they uh, called the fight off because you couldn't continue. Okay, you're too vulnerable. All right. Yeah. But you just in general, they were, they were showing this congeniality on one of the big screens. <laughs> I got really upset. <laughs> the no, that's how I win. I get someone to play scenes in the notebook. Oh my god, they were meant to be together. You know what the thing is? Ryan Gosling is a big star now. <laughs> but back when this movie came out, people mocked me for thinking he was an excellent actor. But he is an excellent actor. <laughs> he has won awards and is beloved. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Technical knockout. <laughs> Technical knockout? Yes, you were pathetic. Yeah. Technically, you were pathetic. Yeah. I actually have to leave the ring because I have my period. <laughs> Okay, so it's a week after okay. those events. Yeah, we're back. And um, so I turn up, we set up the gear. We say, look, that was fucked. 
I'm really sorry about that. I hope it uh, wasn't too humiliating for you. Going back to the dressing room. What do you say? I'll be like, yeah, we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. And then I go to bump fists. And I'll be like, ah! <laughs> raises my fist above with you <laughs> I'm like I'm not going to hurt you man I'm not going to hurt you I mean again again I'm not going to hurt you again you know it's cool man we're cool we're cool okay. we're totally cool let's get into the podcast okay so we start doing the podcast and of course everyone wants to know about the fight yep. and so I say look we were forced into the situation because we had to uh, get a new uh, some new microphones and get the you know site updated and all that kind of stuff Spend some money on an app that no one wanted, but you know. <laughs> uh, and can I ask you? Yep. When we got in the ring, yep. Did you try and hurt me? Yeah, of course, man. I mean, that was yeah what we were there for. We both agreed before the tournament that if we made it and we had to fight each other, that we would do our best because that's the only way. Like, if one of us didn't put in, they'd call off the match. We wouldn't get the money. Like, we, that's what we had to but do. But did you hold back? Or are you actually trying to like... Because, you know, when you are trying to knock someone's head... You can either try and knock someone's head off or you can just try and knock them down. What were you trying to do? I was just trying to knock you down, man. I wasn't trying to knock your head off. You know what? I've had a lot of success in my life and you've had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Raise my fist again. <laughs> I think we should have a fight. I like this kind of power of you. Anytime you're insulting me, I just raise my fist and you cower. Scream and cower. I, I just can't sleep anymore. I just have nightmares of tiny hands. Tiny hands being beaten to death by tiny hands. I, I was doing some home improvements at my house. We've had to, you know, we just ripped up the carpet because uh, it turns out, Charlie, that ripping up the carpet in your house is easier than teaching cats the shit where they should. Oh, yeah, eventually that got to a point where we were like, you know what? We've tried teaching the cats. So you're going hardwood or are you going to replace the carpet? No, no, we're going hardwood. Oh, cool. Yeah, no. If we replace the carpet, that would just be giving the cats a nicer, more expensive place <laughs> to shit. <Yeah. laughs> so, so we just ripped up all the uh, the carpets and we've uh, we've got the floorboards polished up and hardwood. And I, oh, and I destroyed an inbuilt cupboard with an axe. Ah, that here we go. Now hard. we're talking about engaging the yeah, alpha male. The alpha male, right? Yeah. Because this was the thing I realized. In the spare room? The one in the, yeah, yeah, the right. one in the spare room. Uh, we wanted some more room in there and the only way to do that was get rid of one of the inbuilt cupboards, oh, right? That's awesome. So firstly, I tried to unscrew it, <laughs> right? And you could, do a, you could unscrew a little bit of it. Yeah. Not all of it turns out, Charlie. Yeah. The only way you could get the rest of it out is to destroy it with an axe. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. The 16-year-old 16, 16 in you was just like, oh, fuck, man. Here's a tip, though, for the future if everyone wants to do it. Get your room painted after you do that, not before. What the fuck? That would fuck? be my tip. <laughs> How did you do it after? Because it only occurred to me after uh, that I was going to try to get rid of it. So, okay. yeah, anyway. But it was fun. I got to yeah. do that. That was my one manly bit. But the thing that it... Oh. With an axe or a sledgehammer? With an axe. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> No, there was actually, uh, and now we kiss for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've turned Charlie on with the destroying shit with an axe thing. Um, no, oh, here's something exciting that we discovered. I forgot this. Um, we moved this cupboard that hadn't been moved since we moved into the house. That cupboard's been there. And behind the cupboard, we found a jar 
right? And the jar had like spider webs and oh. shit all over it. Yeah. And then I've opened up the jar and guess what's in the jar behind the water? Uh, okay. Is it, I mean, just, is it something exciting? Well, kind of. Kind of exciting. Okay. I'd normally be excited if I found a jar of this behind my um, behind my wardrobe. Okay. Is it uh, is it um, is it a collectible? No. Is it edible? Uh, yes. Is it a drug? It's a drug. Yes. <laughs> is it marijuana? Yes. <laughs> there was a jar, a massive jar of weed. Behind the behind the wardrobe. How old was it? Oh well, I mean, too old to. Yeah, you know, right. Like, well, we've been in the house for nearly six years. That's fuck. That's not yours. Is it yours? No. Oh. it's from the previous owners. Why had they get it behind the cupboard? Was well, it like the diary of Anne Frank except yeah. for weed? It's like we must hide it here. The new stoners were moving in, and the weed <laughs> said, "We heard Will Addison's buying the place. Please just hide us in the wall. We don't want to get smoked." And you spent like the last six years walking around, just sniffing the air, occasionally walking past that room going, something, the disturbance in the force. <laughs> it was the, weed, the how di- much? The diary of Anne Skunk. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, heaps. Like I would set like, you know, um, like 200 bucks worth. Fuck me. I mean, but it was old. It was yeah, right. Like, but that's but, amazing. But, but smoke but it was it, just, see what happens. But it was also... Maybe it's like wine. <laughs> hey, man, smoke it. See what happens. Whatever. Well, well, I got some banana peels. You just told me you smashed a cupboard with an axe, which yeah. is probably the most adolescent fucking activity in the world. So you should follow that up by smoking 200-year-old weed. <laughs> I mean, how do you know it was the previous owners? It could have been like the previous, previous owners, like 40,000-year-old weed. Right. What were they doing living in a house? <laughs> no, maybe it was like when they were living but in the But my way. house is like, I mean, okay, the front of my house has been there over 100 years. So yeah, it could be 100-year-old It could be 100-year-old work. You should smoke that. Get Speak to Dr. Carl. Do you still have his number? Yeah. Call Dr. Carl. Dr. Hey, Carl. <laughs> no, we haven't talked about I know ages. he doesn't approve <laughs> of, of, of illegal drugs, but just call him and say, what would be the scientific effects? Uh, what would happen to my physiology if I smoked 100-year-old? Weed, but you don't hear of people like dying of smoking weed. vintage weed. Well, but you could be the first. Imagine if you smoke it; it it's turns not... out to be the best drug in the world. Right. So I found the Grange Hermitage. Yeah, <laughs> of, like, of the Grange Hermitage. Although do- dope is so prevalent and has been around so long, you reckon by now someone would have figured out if aging it helps, it makes it. Well, that's out. my first thought, but then my second thought is maybe just stoners smoke their weed. When they <laughs> yeah. <die>. yeah. <laughs> Well, they forget that they... Well, they're, they're doing, well, they're exactly, they're they're doing fun- the experiment, right? And they're like, oh, dude, do we, we have any we weed? No, <laughs> forgot. They, that's what happened. Someone was... So you could be the first one. Yeah. Would you Would you ever smoke it? No. You just think it's... I mean, what's going to happen, though? What's the worst that could happen? I don't know. You could die. <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be the worst. the worst. No one's ever died from smoking <laughs> weed, Will. Um Yeah, I'd be interested to know. Like, look, fuck it. I mean, whether or not it's actually any good dope, I, it's just... I just, loved, interesting I just love the fact that there was buried treasure in my house. Yeah. So was there anything else? No, that was, that was basically the only cool thing we found. Um, so, oh, okay, so we um, got the floors done, that sort of thing. But I had to hire some people, obviously, to come and paint the house and come and do the floors. And, and like, then we got these guys called Hire a Husband. Oh, yeah. Do you know them? Yeah. They wear pink shirts. Hire a hubby, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. hire a hubby. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. No, no, I go to the more formal one. <laughs> You had the uh, blue chip service. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, hire a hubby. Yeah. Um, they wear pink shirts. Hire a husband. 
sounded like fucking Thurston Howe. Lovey, I forgot the number of those handymen. Hire a husband. So Hirohabi, they're like general, just, you know, handymen. Mm-hmm. And they wear pink T-shirts to rob in the fact that you're not a man. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the... a... We are so manly. Yeah, that we can wear pink T-shirts and still be more manly than you. And look, they, they were great. They did a really good job. But it's not... It's very... Like, it doesn't make you feel like a capable man that the fact that our shower has been dripping for, like, 18 months and, like, my solution has been to put a towel under it. (laughs) (laughs) And then a guy comes in in 30 seconds, like, fixes it, and now it works. Well, replace the washer. Yeah. And you're like, you can do something. (laughs) I can't do that. I'm always amazed, like, because I never attempt to fix things. And then, you know, when the occasions that I have how actually easy it is. Like I'm actually surprised myself when it comes to things like, uh, you know, like replacing fuses or car problems or things like that. And I don't know anything about anything like that. But then when I do it, it's like, ah, it's actually quite straightforward. And manual labor by definition is about following a series of kind of uh, movements to get something to happen. And it's, it's actually not that hard. It's just, can you be bothered applying that knowledge again and again? If anyone needed a tradesperson, who could get, say, two-thirds of the way through something and then give up, I would be their guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, that's, I, I do have that sort of thing of going, well, I'll just Google it. Yeah. And, like, you know, I can do this. People do this. Yeah, go- that's the other thing now is, yeah. is, the go- is Googling instructions on how to fix something. Like, I scuffed uh, the, the paintwork on the car. Mm. And I was like, okay, so what do I need to do here? And Google was like a, a fucking godsend, man. Like, I went through four or five pages you know, buying sort of different products, trialing different products, following the step, watching YouTube videos, like tutorials on how to, like tutorials on how to use fucking GarageBand. So fucking helpful, man. Like you don't, that part of your brain that you used to store information in, you don't need that anymore. No, Google has replaced that. Exactly. Like how long before we can get the chip we put in our brain that just connects us straight to the internet, like the matrix. So you say, Tank, uh, I need to know how to fucking fly a helicopter. And it's in your brain. Can't be too far off. Can't be too far and I'll be pissed off if it is too far. I get pissed off that, like, because obviously Steve Jobs... Tank, I need to explain to my girlfriend that I like dressing up like a horse. <laughs> How do I do that? <laughs> and it takes you straight through our podcast yeah. as like a step-by-step. <laughs> Although we never fucking answered. Like, yeah. has she... You, you're on all fours on the mattress yeah. and you and you look at her like, that is, what do you say? Well, what, at that, that point, it just, it either happens or it doesn't. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Oh, your... it's nice. It's almost like a, we're, we're leaving it up in the air. We're leaving yeah. it for the audience to decide. Yeah. Get to a, hit us up on Facebook and yeah. let us know, especially females, because yeah. you know that's the story. If you met a guy or you're with a guy and this whole story played out, would you be okay with that? You know what it's like, Charlie? It's like the end of Inception. Yeah. Except instead of that spinning top where you're kind of going, oh, is he back in his real world or did he actually get lost somewhere along the way and, you know, at which point... There's a spinning butt plug <laughs> <laughs> with like the ponytail I thought you're... going around and around and around. I thought you were going to say at the end of Inception, instead of yeah. spinning top, it's just a guy on all fours <laughs> with a bridle. And a... Can you imagine if that was the last shot? <laughs> You've been watching well, this amazing film about reality and then all of a sudden it's just a shot of Leo on all fours with a butt plug, saddle and bridle. And you're like, I don't get the end of it should, it should No, it should have been one further. Like, you know, as, as they went down, things got more and more fucked up. Like, yeah. as you went further and further into the dream, yeah. right? Um, because time, you know, went for longer and, yeah. and yeah, worlds were crumbling. It'd be great if in the DVD of Inception, there was like a, a, a fifth one beyond the crumbling <laughs> worlds. <laughs> Which is just horse fetishes. Just guys being led around with butt bikes, right? 
<laughs> because the thing is, if you've got all that time, if you've got all the time yeah. in the universe, yeah. then you've got time to try everything to the point where you're like, yeah, yeah, all right. Being nude and dressing up like a horse with a butt plug. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's something we haven't tried yet. What would what 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 would they be called? Horse fetishist, like uh, uh, fluffies. What are the people who like um, stuffed toys? Um, oh, slush, no, slushies. They're not slushies. <laughs> Slurpees. Um, uh, plushies. 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 Yeah, plushies. Yeah. Right. So, do you, what's a horse fetishist called? <laughs> <laughs> Completely unintentional. You couldn't see that. You couldn't see that at home, but I was going out of exasperation. I wasn't actually trying to do a horse noise. Yeah, that's an easy way to introduce it into the relationship. (laughs) (laughs) He's constantly dissatisfied. (laughs) And yet I find it slightly alluring. (laughs) Um, What would they be called? Well, look it up. I bet, it, I bet on the internet if you say what a horse fetish is called. Or... Would I type, do I just type in horse fetish? Horse fetish, yeah. Type, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, just type in horse fetish. No, 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 not horse fetish. <laughs> um, people, people, uh, people, well, people fetish dressing uh, up like horses. Yeah. People, yeah, fetish dressing up like horses. Fetish just... dressing up like a horse. Yeah. I can't believe it's like this, <laughs> this long. Almost an hour into the podcast <laughs> before we hit up Google. Somebody um, this week uh, in the passing of Steve Jobs compared uh, Steve Jobs to the... He's, they said he was the Henry Ford of our time. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that we can look up right now what a horse fetish is, is called, you know? That's true. If, if there hadn't been for Steve Jobs... Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a, there, there's a section under Wikipedia which is just called Animal Role Play. Brilliant. So maybe that's what the documentary was about, was animal role play. I just assume they're all horses because the couple, he was wearing a saddle and shit like that. Yeah. Should we read the whole thing? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so animal role play may be either non-sexual oh. or erotic sexual play. Okay. Which may also be called pet play. Pet play. Pony play. Pony play. Ponyism. Ponyism. I don't know about ponyism. Why? Why is pony play better than ponyism? Ponyism sounds, sounds like, like a nineties grunge band. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> ponyism. Know, it's more like. Um, sorry to inform you, Mister Clawson, but we have detected DNA strands of ponyism in your baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can't work out if you're exasperated or it's because you share the same DNA. No, no I'm exasperated. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I'm not a doctor. I'm just someone who's dressed as a doctor for a, for a Halloween party. <laughs> Okay, it's also known as kitten play, kitten play, yeah. or pup play, pup play. Assuming it's a dog. dog thing, right? Yeah. Uh, what was that? Okay, what was the first one? A pet, pet play? play, which could almost sound like a daycare facility for animals. Yeah. If you play. said, "Hey, I'm into pet play," it's like, "Oh, me too." My dog yeah. goes there on Wednesdays, right? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> pet play, pony play, ponyism, which is the '90s grunge right. band. Yeah. <laughs> Slash disease. <laughs> Kitten play or pup play? Yeah, okay, I'm going to go with, um, let's go with pet play in general. Okay. I'm, going to, I'm just going to call it pet play. It's a nice broad yeah. definition. In its erotic sexual role play form, one or more of the participants takes on the role of a real or imaginary animal in character. In An qu- imaginary animal? Like a unicorn. Really? Well, I'm assuming, wouldn't that be? Yeah, right. Or like a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking of imaginary. Why are you laughing at me as if, like, that's insane? I don't know why. That I'm fine with the fact that people are dressing up like pets for sexual pleasure. But dragons but like, is Not too dragons. <laughs> They've got to be real animals. Uh, this includes appropriate mannerisms and behavior. Yeah. 
So could you piss on someone's like pot plant if you're in dog play? Yeah, I guess so. I don't think if you're a horse, you can just piss wherever. Yeah, right. And just shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when you see a police horse, they do those massive fucking shits. And they're going forever. Imagine that. You rock up to the Halloween party. This is when you've put the foot down in the accelerator. Is when you're thinking everything's going well at the party. I'm just going to push out a heap of shit. <laughs> And hopefully she won't freak out. Maybe that's when she introduced the butt plug. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, look, you've come to a bit of an intersection at the party. I can either keep shitting or you can shove this butt plug up my ass. Brilliant. Brilliant. But the problem with that is she's not going to accept you. I'm sure you'll get it all out, but yeah. Uh, It says here, sometimes the partner will act as another animal. Yep. Oh, that's oh. weird. Oh, that's actually maybe another way of bringing her into into the game. Yeah, that she's also an animal. Yeah, like you can be a horse as well. Yeah. Oh, all oh, right. Uh, yeah. You okay. know what I mean? Like we. Yeah, they could both be horses. Mum and dad horse. I was and... thinking more like you know sometimes in the newspaper they'll have those articles about unusual pets that become friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's a bullfrog and a gorilla. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Page eight of the Herald Sun. I love it. <laughs> I don't even read the news anymore. I just go straight to page eight to see what fucking Rupert Murdoch, what animals Rupert Murdoch is making friends this time. Oh, look, it's a monkey and a python. Natural enemies, but best friends. Okay. Um, it may, uh, they may act as another animal in a sexual context, or they may take the role of rider, trainer, or caretaker. Yeah, that's more... Yeah, I'm yeah. Into that. that's what I'm. T- or Tom Berlinson. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> turns out that would be hilarious. If it turns out Tom Berlinson, his wife is way into into pet play, and that's she gets into just a, like Tommy Woodcock and feeder of sugar kid. Is it Tommy Woodcock? Is yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, uh, what I also like about that scenario, though, is that for a minute I thought that it did say and Tom Berlinson on Wikipedia because it could. Yeah. Because you know Wikipedia is full of. Yeah. Hacking and unreliable information. Yeah, it even states John Deeks is a celebrity TOEFOP listener. Exactly. So um, I, I like the idea that Tom Burlinson, in the years where he hasn't really been working quite as much as he used to, sits around and inserts Tom Burlinson in a random Wikipedia basis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the principal theme of animal role play is usually the voluntary transformation of human being into animal status, of course, yep. and focus on the altered mind space created. Yeah. a weird thing to say. No, that's cool. Okay, so the fantasy, in other words. The most common examples are probably canids, which is pup, dog, wolf, felines, cat, kitten, lion. I would have thought that the wolf thing's probably pretty big now that, like, werewolves are sexy and, like, that Mm -hmm. sort of, like, you know, the Twilight thing. What's that joke about Twilight? She's either, um, Bella's either a necrophiliac or into bestiality. (laughs) Pet play. She's either into pet play or necrophilia. Um, or equine's pony and horse. Animal role play is used in um, bondage and uh, what's it? B- BDSM. What does it stand for? Uh, bondage and sadomasochism. Yeah, BDSM. What's it stand for? Bond- oh fuck! Uh, so bondage, I click on the bondage and domination. Uh, bondage, domination, and sadomasochism. I don't know. Type in what BDSM stands for. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure the internet will have an answer for that one. Um, not to be confused with DBMS. Oh, of course, because you wouldn't want to make that mistake. What the fuck is DBMS? What is DBMS? I don't know. But well, we'll BDSM 
is uh, the acronym BDSM is derived from terms bondage, discipline, dominance, and submission. Okay. Do you really want to know what DBMS is? Yeah, of course I do. The database management system. Who would ever fucking confuse those two? Wikipedia, this is a waste of your resources. I think that's just a lie someone told once. Why are all those BDSM websites? <laughs> oh, I was trying to... Uh, get to the database management was... system? I'm trying to... I've got a database that needs managing. <laughs> uh, uh, so it's, a key, uh, it's used in BDSM and it's... Also, uh, a key component is the person being humiliated as they are treated like an animal. Oh. Oh, I say a key component. Oh. No, no, sorry. Where a key component could be. So it's okay. not always, but I can understand. Some people like to be humiliated. Yeah, but I don't, don't be mean to animals. In psychodrama, animal, for, animal role play yeah. may be used for a person to explore their personality as a form of role reversal. Okay. You know, that actually makes sense because when I did drama, yeah. that was one of the exercises to like... You'd, we went to a, the zoo and we had to find an animal that we were going to... Like, at, at high school or university? With. At university. Like this was part of your proper acting course? Yeah, a lot of, this is not unusual. That you go to the zoo and find an animal to be like? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, um, what? Does so, the government fund drama courses? No. <laughs> this is a... No. Oh, no, actually, Hex, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a way. Yeah. No, I'm um, Like, there's a lot of... Um, like... Uh, Anthony Hopkins in Science of the Lambs, yep. he says that he bases performance on a lizard. Like the movements and the look of Donna, of Hannibal Lecter is like he doesn't blink, he yeah. moves very slowly and he bases his whole kind of thing on, on being, on being a, lizard. a lizard. Yeah, so it's not unusual for actors to base their... Jim Carrey talks about Ace Ventura is based on birds. Like he turns very jittery and the way he talks and like his very bird-like kind of movements and he says that he based... Ace Ventura on birds. So it's not oh. that unusual. Okay. Jesus Christ. In defense <laughs> no, of actors. That, that was a better fact. No, I like that. Okay. So what did you, what animal did you choose when you went oh, to the zoo? God, I'm such a, this, <laughs> such a fucking dickhead. It was, it was the 90s and I, thought I, and I thought I was fucking, you know, Kurt Cobain mixed with Eddie Vedder with a dash of Jeff Buckley. Yeah. So I chose a bear because I felt like, you know, bears are just really fucking, you know, they're just... They want to keep to themselves. And, and so, because we had to do like a performance, you know, like write a scene or, you know, perform a scene based around the animal. So I was all like... So you just slept fucking... for six months? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> then stole some picnic... Ate a camper. <laughs> You're like, I stole some picnic baskets. <laughs> no, I was just wearing like leathers and had a big mustache and was like kissing dudes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Charlie, we said animals. Ah, yeah. right. That was I'm a bear. bear. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it was fucking terrible. I just, yeah. Um, so, okay, so people go to the, the zoo and they pretend to be animals. Oh, right. That's what we're up to, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're talking, well, the the fetishists. Okay. It's yeah. about being an animal. Being an animal. Okay. So you can pick an animal. So I could be a monkey you and just be, like well, masturbate and throw my own poo. Well, no, they say, well, generally they say it comes from dog, cat, or equine. Okay. Okay, so you can be a lion, a kitten, a dog, a wolf, I'd a horse, a cat, or a I pony. Reckon. What would you be? Dog. <laughs> I am so dog-like Definitely so eager I'm to dumb please. Eager to please <laughs> Fiercely loyal Can lick my own balls <laughs> Okay So the overview Of pet play um, uh, Are very diverse uh, Depending on the participants Involved Of course However Its origins are certainly Influenced by costuming Fiction Myth and legend Alright So dudes are into Like Lord of the Rings yeah. And shit Will probably be into horseplay It makes sense yeah. It's like you're saying The fantasy thing Of werewolves yeah. and shit it, it fits that kind of People who read those Narnia books And went I really like to fuck, fuck Aslan 
Aslan, you sexy. Yeah. He's my Aslan. I'm your ass man. Uh, it has cultural uh, uses. What like? Non-sexual animal role play was common and part of ritual in many tribal cultures and in prehistoric times. Okay. Where a member or members of the tribe would take on the role physically and often spiritually. Yeah, yeah. You see that. Okay. Yeah. Erotic use. Until the day that someone was arrested for indecent exposure. <laughs> and they brought in a rule saying no fucking pet play. Uh, for erotic use, yep. animal role play um, is used in a erotic and a re- relational context. Okay. What does that yeah. mean? Oh, in a relationship, yeah. right. In a relationship. Defined by the people involved in their mood and interest. It ranges from the simple imitation and vocal winning of a horse to barking, panting, and playful nudging of a puppy. See, I told you that the winning would be yeah, part yeah. of it. Or a playful behavior of a kitten to crawling around on all fours, being fed, petted by hand. In the latter instance, its motives may be similar to the of age play. Age play? Oh, that must be like babies. You know, where people like to dress up like babies uh, and shit. Uh, gross. I actually spoke to a friend of mine today who has just started this job as a um, receptionist at an escort service. Oh, yeah. And she said that um, uh, she got this call. That, like her job isn't, she's not an escort or anything, but her job is to kind of admin basically, takes bookings, sends girls out, all that kind of stuff. And um, she's been trained in how to, uh, like, there's a 15-second rule, and apparently men have 15 seconds in which you can get their attention. And she's, because these guys call up, and they'll, a lot of the time they'll be kind of shy or, you know, uncomfortable about calling the service. So you've got to engage them straight away and sort of say, like, um, I think the first thing she said is, what are you into? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, busty, blonde, brunette. Get a few things out of him, say, we've got the perfect girl for you, even if you don't, but just keep them on the line, blah, blah, blah. But she said... Uh, what are you into? Uh, I have this butt plug on my, <laughs> using a hair extension. I'm sure. I'm sure that button comes up all the time. But she said, a guy called up and said, um, do you have um, any strong women? And she was like, what do you mean? And he's gone, they need to be able to carry me. I'm 78 kilos. And his fetish was he likes to be carried, like carried around. Really? Yeah. That And that would definitely be an age play thing, yeah? I'd hope so. What other situation are you carrying someone? He's reenacting battle scenes. <laughs> <laughs> what really turns him on is to be like a soldier in platoon being carried away <laughs> from like gunfire. No, I think it's literally just being picked up and carried around by a woman. Yeah. I mean, I can really? sort of find that attractive. Just say like, okay, to say the planet was invaded by eight foot Amazon women. Okay. And they killed all the women on the planet and Sweet. took us men. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thanks, Jolly Sheen. I only said it because I knew it was the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and yeah. and so there are eight foot, and they say uh, you shall, um, you know, our race is dying. You're gonna, we're gonna turn you into sex slaves. We're gonna breed with you men and t- you repopulate our planet. All right, but they're eight foot women. They're yeah. like avatar sized chicks. I like basketball chicks. Yeah, so they pick you up and carry you to bed. I'd find that kind of erotic. Yeah, and they are the only circumstances <laughs> in which I would find being carried to bed. Attractive. All you tall women out there who are thinking of seducing me, only if we get invaded by eight-foot Amazons. Right. Um, uh, I want to finish uh, with a nice story, yeah. if I could. Yeah. Um, uh, when I was doing uh, the Walking the Room uh, a podcast when I was in America and um, if you haven't listened to Walking the Room yet you should have a listen to that and um, 
they uh, we did a gig. We did the Starfish Circus. It was like a live gig, you know, of the guys who've been on the podcast. There was a guy called Christopher Coleman who came to that gig dressed as a griffon, which is like one of the things that they talk about on the podcast all the time. And so he came from miles away dressed as this guy, and he brought this candy that he makes himself. This like argyle candy, Castlemaine Rock. <laughs> it's so much better than Castlemaine Rock. It is like pure sugar, just and chocolate. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know what's in it. <laughs> Will was about to have it. Like it's story. honestly like he gave me like a Tupperware container of it, and I ate it all on that night. It just could not stop fucking eating it. It was insane. This shit. So I have gone and done my show the other night. This girl's come up to me after the show to say hello. And she goes, I've got a present for you. And she's pulled out a Tupperware container, the same sort of Tupperware container, and it's filled with this candy. Christopher had met this girl who's a fan of like Tofop and of uh, Walking walk in the, the room. room. She's got a Walking the Room tattoo. Anyway, she's an Aussie girl. They've met through... Step up, teabaggers. Who yeah. wants to get the first Tofop tat? <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, so um, they... Uh, um, have met on like an online on Facebook or for one of the pages. Yeah, they've got a friendship going. He knew that she was going to come and see my show. Has sent her over this candy to bring to me. That's fucking awesome. And I was just like, oh my god, Charlie, oh my god. <laughs> like if you are doing your job, and someone from the other side of the world thinks about you enough to make something, send it and get and taken to you, then something. You must be doing something right in the world. Yeah. Like something must be going on that's good. And I, that whole night, I was just there the whole time going, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, awesome. it's so nice that someone went out of their way to, to do something nice like that for someone else. So I thought it was really give him, fucking Give him cool. props. Gary Coleman. You said Gary Coleman, didn't you? Said, <laughs> Gary from Gary beyond Coleman. the grave. <laughs> <laughs> What you talking about, Will? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs>